Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And a very pleasant good Monday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Terry Slave is with you, and we're joined via telephone by Angela Kennedy Robinson. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning, and boy, do we have a show lined out for our farm and ranch listeners particularly. Now, any business owner can really listen to this show, and there's going to be a lot of similarities. But we're specifically going to be talking about those farmers and ranchers. And I don't even, I'm not even going to group the age because I read a statistic by the U.S. Ag Department that said the average age of a farm operator is 59.4 years old. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's higher than what I would have guessed it to be. Yes, we may have a looming problem, <laughs> for sure. So, which is, I think, why there's so much focus right now on farm and, and how to get these farmers up and running and, and ranchers up and running, but... I want to start by telling you about two ranchers. Their names are uh, Bart and Hank, and they were in their late 80s, and they'd been friends all their lives, neighbors, helping each other out on their places, and Bart's health started failing pretty bad, and he ended up in the hospital. So Hank came to see him, and Hank said, Bart, you know, we've loved rodeo all our years, and we rode some stock, and we've you know, had to settle down for ranching full-time and give it up just so we make sure and secure our ranches. But when you get to heaven, would you do me a favor? I want to know somehow if they're going to have rodeos up there. Bart looked up at Hank, and there he is on his deathbed. He says, Hank, you've been my best friend for years. If it's at all possible, I'm going to do it for you. So a few nights later, Bart had passed, and Hank had awakened sound from his sleep, and he had this blinding flash of light, and his voice called out to him. He said, Hank, Hank, who is it? said Hank. It's Bart. It's Bart. He said, you're not Bart. Bart says, died. He says, no, I'm telling you. It's Bart. I'm in heaven. And he said, I've got some really good news and, and a little bad news. So Hank said, of course, tell me the good news first. Good news, Bart said, is that they have the best rodeo up here you can ever imagine. Better yet? All of our old buddies are here who went before us. And even better, we're young again. The weather's perfect all the time, and there's never any mud. And best of all, we can ride and fall all we want. We're never going to get hurt. And Hank said, that's fantastic. I can't believe it. So tell me, though, I mean, what's the bad news? And Bart said, well, you're riding with us on Tuesday. Yeah, so I bring that into the, you know, conversation because when we're talking about transition and retirement for farmers and ranchers, there's just something about it. They don't want to give it up. It's a love, uh, a, what, what is that? What is that saying about it? It's just a, a love-hate relationship that they've got with right. their farm or their ranch. Um, you know, and they've spent their life. It's their legacy. It's everything. To a farmer ranch, and that's why I say a lot relates to a business owner. And we see so many farmers and ranchers, and this is unfortunate. We see so many farmers and ranchers run a farm or a ranch till they're great, and that's the facts of it. Which 
you know, I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because um, they just plan to work forever and they really believe that that's realistic. Uh, they're scared to retire because they are fearful of what they'd retire to after basically working seven days a week for their entire lives. And, yeah, they may have Sunday off, but it wasn't really off because you still have obligations when you have animals and crops. You don't just hang it up for a day just because you feel like it. Or is it because they don't know how to make sure that that farmer ranch gets down to that next generation and financially they could still retire? And we see that too. So I, maybe, it's, maybe it's all three. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's some of each. I'm, I'm not real sure. But the reality is, is that it's important to remember that it's not realistic to run your ranch or your farm forever and you surely can't run it from the grave, right? Right. And so what we encourage most people to do, okay, if you're 59.4 years old, <laughs> the U.S. Agriculture Department tells us most farmers and ranchers are, you know, you look at other 59-year-olds. What are they thinking about right now? Retirement. Retirement. They're thinking about that next leg of life. What will they retire to? Maybe not even just the retirement event itself, but, you know, what does it look like? And Figure we, we, you know, we hear us all the time, we talk about practicing retirement and actually seeing if you want to be able to, to do it that way or do it a different way. And I'd be uh, pretty sure to say that most farmers and ranchers are not thinking that way at 59 years old. But maybe you should. Maybe you need to be thinking about that. Because at 59 years old, you tell me. Are you still spring chicken? Are you still 35 and you go out for six months because get bucked off your horse or could it end up being months before you're back in that saddle years or maybe and, never or maybe never and your risk gets higher and higher the longer you're there so you need to at least have a backup plan even if you intend to work forever you need a backup plan right so there's too many what ifs way too many on a ranch <laughs> so start brainstorming and here's what we're going to give you today we're going to give you some tools we call it the who, what, when, how, Sam, and plan approach. Who, what, when, how, Sam, and plan approach. Right here on Life Planning 101, your farm and ranch, transitioning and retirement planning. You're not going to want to miss it when we come back. And we're back with Life Planning 101 right here on KETX, KWBY. Terry Slavin's with you and Angela Kennedy Robinson on the phone with us. Angela? Yes, we're talking about your farm and ranch transitioning and retirement planning, whether you think you're there or not, really. Um, well, if you're the average age of a U.S. farm operator, then you probably need to be thinking about those what is and what could happen. So with that, you know, we gave you a little uh, uh, insight into what the show is going to be, the who, what, when, how, and Sam and plan approach into brainstorming. But I want to tell you about something before we just dig into this. I found this really interesting. Annie Duke. Do you know who that is? Annie Duke. Because, I've heard of Annie Duke. So you might have heard of her because she's like a poker champion. Yes. She's won. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She actually retired like in 2012 and she won more than $4 million in that last game that she played. Well, she started a, she's a co-founder for a, um, a nonprofit called the Alliance for Decision Education. And she's helping empower kids um, with decision skills. And I thought, wow, that's cool. So I start. I kept reading about it and learning about her. It's pretty phenomenal um, because one of the things that made her so good at what she did, of course, she'll, she'll admit a lot of luck. 
But she said, a common thread in good decision-making is thinking probabilistically with all things. I mean, taking your emotions out of it, right? Putting aside your biases. Just accepting the evidence for what it is and embracing the uncertainty and weighing the range of likely outcomes before you decide to take a course of action. She said, of course it's not guaranteed because we don't always fit within a probabilistic range, but the chances are higher, right? Right. So I take this to you as a farmer, rancher, even a business owner. If you're 59 years old and you haven't thought about transitioning, retirement, a forced retirement, a non-forced retirement, you need to be thinking about it. Because probabilistically, you cannot keep working until you're dead, right? Right. So, let's go through this. The who, what, when, how, fam, and plan approach. So, who? Who's going to be the next person to run the ranch or the farm? Is it going to be your kids, ranch hand, or are you going to have to sell it to an outsider? I think there's a lot of emotion in that question. A lot of emotion. In fact, I find a lot of people get stuck right there, and then they quit planning. And the reason I think they do is because what do they really want? Well, their internal desire is this is something they've put their, their life, blood, sweat, and tears into. And of course they want their children to do it. Of course they do. But is that really going to happen? And I think this is where probabilistically you've got to think about the reality of what you're facing. You know, I think we did a show several months ago, maybe even a year ago, about you know farmers and ranchers and the mistakes that they make with their kids are the fact that they send them off to school. They want you know them to be better than they were. Well, the kids get out in that world and they find other opportunities. They find out that they don't have to work with their hands and they don't come back. And this is happening more and more and more. And the farmers still wait at home praying that you know son is going to come back and work on that farm and it may or may not ever happen so let's take farmer john for example he wants his farm to go to his son and that's one of three children and the son actually is working on that ranch he's got a whole different set of questions so now he's got this son that wants to be on the farm but he's got two other kids how does he treat them all fairly with the legacy penalty? how does he protect the farm at the same time and how can he do all of that and still have some sort of retirement or semi-retirement for himself? Those are some big questions. And I think a lot of people just get stuck there, so they do nothing. And guess what? Not having a plan is having a plan. It's just not going to have a desired outcome. Most of the time, you know when we get called in? When it's too Second late. Second generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because they got a mess. They have a mess that mom and dad had set up and halfway set up because they didn't address the question. They just said, well, this is how it's going to be. Well, now you got a whole second generation that's all fighting, and the third generation wants nothing to do with it. So what have mom and dad ultimately done? Did they really protect their legacy? No. They didn't at all. No. So you've got to address these questions. It's not a matter of should I or um, if I do nothing and, and just hide underneath the, the bed, it'll all go away. <laughs> it's the furthest thing from the truth. So there's the who. Now let's talk about the what. What about Rancher Roy? Okay, for him, it's really important that the ranch stays a ranch as long as possible. I met several people like this. That he says, you know, 
If I got four kids, they ain't want nothing to do with it. I don't care. This ranch is going to stay a ranch. I've put my blood, sweat, life, and tears into this. And, like, you know what? Is someone going to come in and develop on my property? This is going to stay a ranch. So here's his problem. He's got four kids, no interest in the ranch. He can't find any young ranchers that want to come in and lease them out, which, by the way, if they do want to lease them out, he has a whole other set of problems because then he's worried about his place. Is it going to be kept upright? Something's going to happen to it. You know, so how can he retire and secure his income while preserving that ranch? That's a big question. Hard question. Yeah, yeah and here's the bigger piece of that. Is most of the time, people like Rancher Roy, they really ever want to leave the ranch? No, they don't. So now we've got to not only find somebody to take it over, but it's going to allow him to stay there for the rest of his life. And he still has to have some way to be able to take care of himself. That's a big what. So let's talk about when. When is this going to happen? Are you going to die at your plow? I don't poke fun at this because I've seen it happen. I've seen people that waited too long, and they literally have run their health in the ground. They have no retirement. They have nothing to retire to because they can't, because physically they're done. And it's because they waited one year too many. Two years too many. Three years too many to plan. And guess what? Something happened. It happened. So don't just put it off and put it off. If you're in that average age, you need to be asking yourself that question. Are you, are you willing and wanting to die at the plow? Or are you really wanting to try some other things? Maybe you're really sick and tired of it. I mean, I, I've seen ranchers like that, too. I, <laughs> I'm related to one. You know, literally was throwing out paper stamps, throwing away stress. This is so awesome. <laughs> so it happens where you have all three aspects of it. But I think the failure that we admit is where we are. We feel like it's an obligation. We have an obligation to this property and these animals and these crops and to our family. And there's so much obligation that we've got to take care of that we forget to step back and we forget to say, okay, today is the first day of the rest of my life. What do I want that to look like? It's a big question. Do you want options? Or do you want a forced event? You know, a lot of times disability is a big deal for ranchers because they do get hurt. And don't be thinking about your, you know, all those obligations that you say you want to take care of. Well, if you run yourself in the ground and you have a disability, now who's protected? No one. Right. Not yourself, not your ranch, not your kids, not no one. So who, what, when? When we come back on Life Planning 101, you're not going to want to miss the how the Sam, Uncle Sam that name, and the plan approach of farm and ranch transitioning and retirement planning. And we're back. Final segment, Life Planning 101. As always, great information from Angela. Let's get right back to it. Yes, my farm and ranch transitioning and retirement planning. Woo, this is a tough one. Why is it so tough for farmers, ranchers, and business owners to even think about this? Well, it's emotional. I mean, you can't blame anyone that spent their whole life building something and then trying to figure out what to do with it, especially, you know, I, I can only imagine it must be feel like a gut punch when you have a bunch of kids and none of them want to come back to it. Yes. And that's really what a lot of them are facing today, and it's really tough. But the thing is, like we said, doing nothing is really a plan, and it's a horrible plan because then we got a bigger mess. And 
we're dealing um, this week. We're going to be talking to a, a farmer and rancher that I've never seen anything like this because of the failure to plan several years ago. Oh my gosh, are they in a tax bind? It is crazy. So you know, it's so important to think about who, what, when, how. Uncle Sam, those taxes, that's a really big piece. And then we're going to talk about the plan because that is probably the, the one thing that almost no ranchers do is take a step back and look at things holistically and not try to piecemeal together. So let's get into this how. Now, if you remember Farmer John again, okay, we're going to talk about him. Well, he was a rugged individualist. I don't know any farmers, ranchers, or business owners that aren't, um, or are, excuse me, um, who decides that he doesn't need a lot of help. He can do this on his own. And I think, you know, this is another thing we see a lot of times is that um, you've just taken life by the, you know, cojones, so to speak, and you, you, you really don't need a lot of help to get through. You've made a success of what you are. Well, this is an area that, you probably do need help with. You can't be that same rugged individualist that you are when you're on your farm and ranch. And, you know, there's just one problem with Farmer John here. He's not going to let it go. How can he? For him, what he sees is his retirement depends on his farm being successful. Well, a frequent story of most farmers and ranchers is this. They don't plan for a different source of funding separate from that farm or ranch that can provide any physiological or financial ability to turn over that operation to the next generation. They just don't do it, and so they don't let go of it. Well, when you don't let go of it and you do have that family that wants to come up behind you or you do have that ranch hand that wants to come up behind you, you're telling me that they're going to sit there until they're 55 years old and wait for you to fall over dead just listening to you rampage as you get older about things and doing things your way rather than have a little control of their own. Doubtful. Right. Not going to happen. Doubtful. Right. You're going to have a whole new subset of problems. You're going to lose them. And we see this happen a lot of times with families is that Generation 1 will not let go. They won't let the reins off. And I do know, you know, I mean, I'm no dumb bunny when it comes to the psychology behind retirement. It's a big thing of what we do. And I do know the psychology behind retirement, especially for men, is really tough because they have always taken care of the family. They've always taken care of everything. And all of a sudden, they're supposed to just hand over the reins and watch what happens? Right. Whew, that's a tough one to stomach, right? But let's think about the lesser of two evils here. You don't do that, you might not only lose your ranch, you might lose your son. That's worse, right? Yeah, absolutely. So there needs to be a game plan for that transition, not just financially, not just from a physicality standpoint, but what about from the plan of the business? the control of the business, and the psychology behind what you're getting your kids to be able to do or come up to do behind you and to do it well. So I've also known people, this is no joke, like I said, we usually get called in at what generation, first or second? Second. Second. 
this is no joke. Well, we're just going to wait till dad and mom fall over dead. We're going to sell it. Well, do dad and mom know that? No. Why not? Oh, they'd roll over there and they're great. <laughs> yes. so why is that happening? No one's talking. Or they've got that same problem. There's so much control going on in the first generation that they won't let go for the second generation to really thrive with it and kind of do their own thing, make it better, right, in their own way. So, whew, those are some emotional issues. What do you think, Carrie? Absolutely. I tell you, the, a lot of uh, uh, memories of actual real-life cases that I, I've known about that this information could have prevented so many heartaches and problems if they had just did some planning. That's right. You know, so here's the big thing. You need to start talking. And if you can't start talking with your family, that's why I have a job. So who, what, when, how. And now let's talk about Uncle Sam in this picture. Taxes are inevitable when we're talking about transition. So how does, you know, Rancher Roy sell his equipment without paying taxes when he's got a million dollars of equipment and it's all depreciated out to zero? You know, how will Farmer John's son be able to make his land payments with excess cash flow if he has to pay a high tax liability for it. Probably can't do it. Probably can't. Yeah, especially today with the land values. And what about the land itself? You know, odds are your cost basis is really low. You might already be in the second generation, third generation, and you've inherited it from grandmother and grandfather. I mean, uh, we literally, what was it? We saw a ranch with a $12 million ranch. The cost basis in that land was $140,000. Wow. $12 million. Yeah, so now what happens? Uncle Sam really likes that situation. You can't ignore taxes in this. It's really important. But I'm going to tell you the flip side of this, the last thing, the plan. And this is where we see the biggest mistakes happen in this transition and retirement planning, even bigger than what we've already talked about, is the fact that people pay attention to that right there, the Uncle Sam, the taxes, and nothing else. Well, guess what the tax advisor is merely concerned with? Taxes. Are they, really are they really concerned about the solutions that's going to tie hands or keep good Christmases and Thanksgivings between the three children? Or, you know, you know, making sure that the farm and ranch transition successfully and that people are communicating and they're using all the resources that are available to them and looking outside the box and not just thinking about the taxes themselves. Well, the tax advisors aren't going to, to do that. It's not going to happen. So you've got to step back, and you've got to look at things holistically and make sure that all the goals are laid out on the table, all the obstacles are laid out on the table so that a really good strategic plan can be made and flexible, a flexible plan. Because this is another thing. Last thing I'm going to tell you, just because you make a plan does not mean it's set in stone. I'd much rather you have a plan and we need to change it in five years than not have a plan at all and you have a plan by default. It ends up disastrous, and everything that you were so scared of happens because you didn't do anything. That's the worst part. So with that being said, my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless all of our listeners, all of the families and friends that we work with. Stay safe in these unprecedented times, and our prayers are, are with you each and every week. And thank you for listening to Life Planning 101. 
Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.